know a lot of people that haven't been out here in quite some time. I always like to say, well, you'll see quite a bit of familiar things, but you'll also see quite uh, quite an array of new things. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, where we look to live a more informed life. Our weekly podcast rounds out the edges of unsettled questions in current and historic events, the arts, history, and justice, to name a few. We are connecting the Gateway City to our country's cultural fabric and lives. The show is co-hosted by Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. The National Museum of Transportation, what a great institution here in St. Louis area. It's a private 42-acre transportation museum located in Kirkwood. It's founded in 1944, and they restore, preserve, and display a wide variety of vehicles spanning 15 decades of American history. That's cars, boats, aircraft, and in particular, my favorite, locomotives and railroad equipment from around the United States. They also do have a lot of research. They have transportation-related memorabilia and documents. And get this, according to the Smithsonian, they house one of the largest and best collections of transportation vehicles in the world. Jessica Hood, who's the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager, is on the line with us to talk about some of the programs they have coming up related to the holidays. Jessica, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Hi, thanks so much for having me. That was quite an intro. Well, you guys have quite a museum out there, you know, and I have to confess, it has been a long, 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 long time since I've been out there. I Probably it's been 50 years since I've been out there. Yeah, we uh, get that a lot. You know, a lot of people that haven't been out here in quite some time. Um, so I always like to say, well, you'll see quite a bit of familiar things, but you'll also see quite uh, quite an array of new things, which is exciting. And what are some of the new things that you guys have put together? And, you know, I don't know if it's cars, because I saw cars out there, and when I was out there, again, 50 years ago, <laughs> I, I, I didn't see cars. It was just trains and locomotives, but I saw a favorite thing of mine, and that's the streetcar that you have running, the uh, Delmar car, the Holly Jolly Trolley. Yes, we do have um, an operating trolley on the weekends. It is operated by our um, crew of volunteers. They maintain it and um, take care of it, and then they operate it when they can. Um, so you can that is included in admission whenever you come out to visit the museum. You can take a ride on the trolley. Um, I would say since you've been here, there's a couple of new buildings. Um, we have a new visitor center down here. As of, I believe it was 2012, um, and then, you know, the new coronavirus plans and uh, the new protocols and things like that that we've had to roll out here recently. So we're just excited to be open. Now, I love the activities that you have coming up, and even in spite of COVID, I guess, like you said, you have your protocols, but walk through some of these events that you have, and I'm just going to name a few right now, uh, just you probably have them in front of you, you can recite them off the top of your head, the Macy's display, the uh, that train display, the live reindeer, the, the photo op with the Claws couple, uh, some shopping, so just run through those things, because I think there are opportunities for people in the area to get out there and uh, really see what you have going on during this time. Yeah, we um, usually do the holiday season pretty big here um it looks a little bit different this year but it also looks very similar to years past um so we actually have 
about 42 acres on our campus, so we have lots of space um, to socially distance and still enjoy the festivities. So we have the um, Macy's display, which was the old window display downtown. Um, we've recreated that. We have another holiday train display set up. We moved that to a different building to allow for extra space. Um, and then, like you said, we'll have Santa, Mrs. Claus, the reindeer. They will be visiting on some few key dates. And then, yeah, just all the general holiday festivities. We are moving to a reservation um, system just to kind of make sure that we don't have any days with too many people around. Um, you can get more information about that on our website, which is tnmot.org. Okay, so they have to make a reservation to come in then? Correct. For most of the days, there's some days during the week um, throughout the month of December that don't require them, but any of the days that we have the extra special Santa and things like that will require reservations. Okay, and folks, again, that is tnmot.org, tnmot.org. Now, you you mentioned something that I know Perk Marks and my uh, curiosity and fancy, and that's the Macy's, a.k.a. Famous yep. Bar train display that always uh, Mark and I, as and, kids, yep. would go downtown. Our, our parents would take us down there, and I'd stand in front of the big mm-hmm. window and watch the trains go by and all the things. Oh, yeah. Where did you guys get that? So if I'm not mistaken, whenever Macy's took over Famous and Bar, they knew they needed to get rid of it and called us and asked if we were interested in it. Um, And then we've got some key staff and volunteers that have worked on it. They even built, like, an outside facade to kind of make it look like the building and like you're looking through the window um, to see the train display. So it's pretty neat to look at. That was a big deal when we were kids. That was kind of the start of the Christmas season. Right, right. It was the famous bar windows. It seemed like Boy, Christmas was really wasn't something. complete unless you were able to get down there and look at the the displays and the right. all the yep. animation that they had going on in their windows. Yep, yep. Now, you've got also a miniature train that goes around, et cetera. Uh, is that around the 42 acres, or how does that work? No, it's just a short little ride. They usually do... Um, two small loops around like our lower half of the parking lot. Um, it's about a 14-minute ride, but you get to see some kind of behind-the-scenes um, of the museum that you can't normally see from, you know, inside the museum. It's a fun little ride. Last time I was there, there are two things. We did a, a birthday party there. We went for a birthday party. Someone had a birthday party. That was a lot of fun. Mm. But I really enjoyed uh, the, the, uh, the gift shop. The gift shop's still there. Yes, it um, it may be in a different spot since the last time you were here, but we do have a really neat gift shop, um, and we're actually coming up on a couple of really great deals for the holiday season. So um, for Black Friday, we're doing a family pack gift card. Um, it's only thirty four fifty, and that comes with two adult tickets, two children tickets, um, four tickets to ride the miniature train. You get fifteen dollars to spend in the gift shop, and then two tickets to the Magic House. So that is wow. a fantastic deal. Um, and then for Cyber Monday, we're actually doing a thirty dollar thirty dollar gift card that's worth fifty dollars. So you can 
buy a couple of those, and you can spend it in the gift shop, on admission, whatever you like. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Now, can people get that information online? Yes, absolutely. If there are some people out there that have smaller children, maybe they might, you know, yeah, this is great to see the trains, but I I have seen that you have some kind of uh, little hands-on center for uh, kids under five. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, what, What activities, or is that open right now during COVID? Yeah, um, it is open. It looks a little bit different, again, than it used to. Um, so it's called Creation Station, and it's a big kind of transportation-related um, fun room. So there's specific boarding times throughout the day, and there's a certain capacity, so they only allow so many people in at once. But it's basically just free play. Um, they can go in and, you know, mom and dad can sit and relax, and the kiddos can play with the toy trains and um, last about 40 minutes. And that's just an extra $2 per person to participate in that. During uh, what I would call a regular normal time, you would be doing, you know, school field trips. Mark, you probably would take the the Boy Scouts to uh, the museum also, correct? Yeah, we took the Cub Scouts there on on quite a few occasions. It's been a while, but uh, actually a good idea to bring them back again. We haven't, haven't done that in a while. And one of the things that my Cub Scouts used to always ask is, how do they get a big train like that over here? <laughs> it's a lot of work and um, a lot of coordination um, on, from a, a bunch of different parties. It's difficult. <laughs> but so there's have... not tracks that you bring, bring them in on, is it? Or do you bring them in by truck? Yes, there are tracks. So there's a, um, a track back behind the museum, kind of up on the very outskirts of our campus, but there are tracks, um, and it can depend on what it is that's coming in and how they get it here. Um, we just welcomed home a locomotive that we had loaned a museum um, on the East Coast, and so it doesn't run, though, so they had to coordinate how to get it here without it running, so that was fun. <laughs> wow. Jessica, I... I know when the museum went into private hands, uh, was that the time when the name was changed? Because I've always known it as the Transportation Museum, and and the official title is really the National Museum of Transportation. Correct. Yeah, I'm not sure when exactly the uh, name change happened, but uh, yes, we are officially the National Museum of Transportation now. (laughs) And I I think folks out there in listener land that the word national there is really important. You know, we all know about the Smithsonian. They have an air, you know, museum out there. But this really talks about uh, things that are on rails, on wheels. And I couldn't believe all the cars you guys had. And that Bobby Darren vehicle, I saw this online. I was like, well, that is like one of the coolest things out of like the Jetsons time. Where do they get all these cars from? Have they been donated or people go out and seek these things out? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, So oftentimes, you know, people will reach out with, hey, I've got this. Would you guys be interested? Um, Other times it's us looking for things. But, yeah, you never know how how you're going to acquire a certain thing. I think the Bobby Darren car is my favorite. That's for sure. It is. It's got these lights, Mark. I don't know if you've seen that. It's, you know, where normal headlights would be, it's kind of just... Uh, there are no lights there, but the lights are down on the sides, down by the wheels, and they mm-hmm. stick out like about okay. you know a foot. It's it's 
one of the coolest things. And the reason it's called the Bobby Darren Cars, he was the last owner, but he was the second owner. And I think there was only, correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, only one of those vehicles was made? Correct. Um, I believe the story is he met with the designer that designed the car and he before he was famous, and he said, hey, when I'm famous and making big bucks, I want to come back and buy this car. And, uh, you know, that's what happened, and he did, and now it's, we know it as the Bobby Darren car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I have not seen it. Last time I was uh, really, there were no cars. I don't remember any cars. At the tra- and we called it, like you said, the Transportation Museum. But, um, yeah, wow, and I don't actually, we cars. have a, a whole building dedicated to um, automobiles now. It's our automobile building. So um, that's actually where we split up one of the holiday displays. So maybe people that haven't been in that building to see all the different automobiles will be able to see something they've never seen before. So you have this Elf Express miniature train. The Creation Station, Holly Jolly Trolley, my favorite, Santa Visits, Live Reindeer, and as, as Mark, Mark likes to shop, so he was interested in, in, the, in the shopping area, the Boxcar Boutique. Uh, anything else planned coming up on the holidays here? I think that pretty much covers it. Um, you know, we're just trying to make sure that we allow for the safest visit as we can and make sure that we're here for the usual festivities. Your normal hours are what, Jessica? We are open 9 to 4, um, Wednesday through Sunday, but then we've added some kind of special days, um, like that week of Christmas and some extra days that we wouldn't normally be open just for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And you have a nice little, um, not display, but it's a Everything that we've just talked about is on your uh, social media Facebook page, and it's M-O-T-S-T-L. That's how you can get there. But you have all specific hours listed there, and I want to emphasize again to our listeners that advanced reservations are required, and for especially for some specific dates. So you want to check with them. Uh, should they call, or can they do that online? What's the best way from your perspective? Whatever is easiest um for the guest, we can do it over the phone. You can do it online. Um, I would recommend taking a look at the website or our social media first just to kind of get a feel for if you wanted to make sure you saw the reindeer, then you could pick a day um, that they're here and kind of work backwards from there. Right. Now, getting there, it's 270 to Doherty Ferry. Is that still how we how you go or? What's the best yeah, way to um, get to the? We are on Bear Station Road between Big Bend and Doherty Ferry. Again, there would you say forty-four acres? That's a large area. Yes, wear your walking shoes. Um, you certainly don't. <laughs> you won't walk the forty-two acres when you're out here. But uh, yeah, bundle up and wear your walking shoes and mm-hmm. come enjoy the festivities. And I think that's one of the things I like the best is uh, uh, is that it's outside. You know, even with all the COVID things, there are indoor activities, but to be able to kind of stroll around and climb up into some of those trains and things, is it's always kind of fun. I've always had fun doing that. One of the things I, I was not aware of until I was kind of prepping for the show here was you all have, you know, Mark asked the question, how do you get trains there? And I was always wondering that as a kid, but you actually have 
I don't want to say a tr- you have tracks, but you have a line that goes off of one of the main Union Pacific lines where these trains back up. But the thing I really want to ask you, Jessica, is about these tunnels, which is right where the museum is located. Can you talk a little bit, a little bit about that? Because that's fascinating. What? These are some of the old, what the oldest tunnels west of the Mississippi. Yes. Um, so it's we do have one of the tunnels. You can see it from our campus. Um, it's sort of on the outskirts a little bit, but it is one of the coolest things I think at the museum. Definitely. Um, so yeah, you said it. It's the oldest tunnel. It's Obviously, you can't go through it, um, but you can certainly go up close to it and get a look at it. It is really neat to see. It is the West Barrett's Tunnel, and it was built, get this, Mark, in 1853, and there was a pair of them to operate uh, west of the Mississippi, and it's actually on the National Register of Historic Places. I never knew that, and it it's, looks like the coolest thing that, you know, as a kid, I would want to, you know, obviously go in. And, and check it out. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you, know, you can't do those things <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's just a fascinating that here we are again in St. Louis, and we have another first, you know, the first right. tunnels that were built west of the Mississippi, and here right in our own backyard. Christ, I had no idea. Now, Jessica, give us one last word on uh, what's going on here, and uh, we will give the website again. Uh, so give us your 30-second elevator commercial we are open we have lots of space at the national museum of transportation Um, we are taking every protocol and every precaution that we can for making sure everyone feels safe and distanced from other guests um santa mrs claus reindeer we will have a photo opportunity um when you do visit santa He'll be distanced, of course, but you are welcome to take a photo with him. Um, the usual holiday displays, we've got the Famous and Bar display, the E. Desmond Lee display. You can ride the trolley, the miniature train, all kinds of fun stuff for the holidays. And you have to make advance reservations. You can go online at tnmot.org, tnmot.org. That stands for the National Museum of Transportation. And Jessica Hood, who's the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager from the National Museum of Transportation, thank you for being on St. Louis in Tune today. Thanks so much for having me, guys. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider letting us know. The best way to do this is by rating us on Apple Podcast. You could even write a review. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Strickland.